Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. I'm so full of ice cream right now. Yeah, tell us, uh, tell us how you're feeling in I depth. F- I'm feeling better than I was five minutes ago. You had to lay on my floor, I had to lay on the floor. for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Which, we all, we've all been there. I know what you mean. I stopped getting a... I've had my fair share of milkshakes, so... I went with a small today. Uh, I went with a large. A medium just wasn't going to be enough. Dude, I don't know how people eat a large. That's insane. It hurts. It's not for the weak people. <laughs> weak. You're also upset that they didn't put any Reese's Yeah, I ordered in. a <clears throat> Reese's Cup and Snickers Blizzard, <laughs> which is weird that they didn't put Reese's Cup in it because I said, I want a Reese's Cup Blizzard with Snickers. And then it only had Snickers in it. But it was still good, but I paid she for just, both. Yeah. And that's what I want. She looked like a... Rack kind of looks busy. Yeah, well, she's. We talked about it. She's been there for fucking at least <laughs> ten years. So, you know what it's like on a Sunday night when it's eighty degrees. Yeah. You she make made, it right. <laughs> I think she she just messed up. You got. I wanted that peanut day. butter. I wanted the Reese's cup peanut butter, but I also wanted the nuts and the nougat of the Snickers, which was good because the nougat is like extra frozen when it's an ice cream. Hmm. Yeah, I went with the cheesecake. It was yeah. pretty good. Too good. In fact, cheesecake. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I had so much ice cream. So how did your bowling It sucked, but whatever. It sucked? Yeah. Tell us more. We were at this league, and I'm just like, why are we even trying? We're in second to last place, so fuck it. You went to Muskegon? No. Oh. I didn't say that. What did you say? I said we're in second to last place. Before that. I said, why try? Fuck it. I think it's an... In- no, it's not in Muskegon. Okay. I it's just I for, like, you get a ball at the end, and we all go to a fucking baseball game. Yay. Why are you so committed, then? Why don't you just drop out? Because the last week is next week, mm. and I don't fucking quit. Fair enough. I can respect that. I'm not a quitter. Yeah. You almost quit when we went disc golfing, though. Hey. Uh-oh, I finished. We went to Garfield. I thought about quitting. Saturday. That was fun. I'm glad I went out. That was a good time. Uh, it was a nice day. It's nice. Well, sorry about not putting out an episode last week. We hope you had a great weekend. Yeah. Got a lot to cover. We're going to start with our sports quote of the day. And this is Los Angeles Lakers' new head coach, Darvin Ham. Darvin. How will you deal with the stress and pressure of being a first-time coach? First-time coach. expects to win titles all the time? I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. I was shot in the face by accident Damn. April 5th, 1988. You go through something like that, it's going to do one or two things. It's going to make you fearful or fearless. It made me fearless. How many times do you think you said this? It's basketball. I'm going to talk about some of my military representatives across the seas fight for our democracy, that's pressure. This here is a challenge. And, and it's, it's, it's something that can be navigated. Okay. We have a great partnership, me and Rob. That's gonna grow and continue to build. We have great ownership group. We have great people around our building, great people involved in our personnel decisions. They've never been shot in the we face before, LeBron but they know how to play we basketball. LeBron James. I talked to LeBron my first day in the gym. LeBron James. And I went to start training camp the next day. I got so excited. And just to hear his excitement um, over the phone, it's like, 
man, and, and to see Russ and talk to AD and talk to Russ, and it just. Okay. I think we're good there. I got I shot hope in the keeps, face. I hope he keeps bringing it up. I hope. When they, you know, when they lose a close game, they're like Coach Donovan, how can you, uh, how can your team bounce back after this tough loss? Listen, listen. Oh, play like never been shot in the face. <laughs> Playing fearful. Listen, I've, I've been shot I've in the been face. Shot. You've been shot in the face <laughs> all throughout the season. Hey, man, look, good on him. I didn't know he was from Saginaw. That was cool. And regardless, I didn't know Saginaw was so rough. Oh, I did. I, shot in the face. <laughs> Oh my god! It's it's pretty rough. I got shot in the face by accident. How? Oh yeah, we we already looked it. We yeah. we looked into it, and it was a stray bullet in, a, in like a yeah. Did it graze his neck? No, it went in through his jaw. I, I thought you said his neck. It oh, went his through jaw. his jaw. Yeah, in his jaw. Yeah, it came out like behind his ear or something. If he just said shot, in the, your neck ain't your face, bro. I don't know. He I thought said, you, he I thought you said, said that. He went to said that shit. I was wrong. You're right. I Uh-oh. stand corrected. Oh, <laughs> I could have sworn that thing said something around the neck. No. It hit his jaw. Didn't have a straight bullet. I'm actually kind of uh, like an altercation that he was near, but but not involved fuck, in. Dude. Yeah, straight bullets are no joke, especially in Saginaw. No bullets are no joke. What are your thoughts on this new coach? Just from this first impression. No. I don't really know. I don't. He's I don't have anything to go. I don't have anything to go off of. He seems. We'll go off this. Seems this like he's got I'm a saying. lot of some type of experience. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh wait, he played for the Pistons. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and he, he was had a pretty good yeah, career. They, yeah, uh, won in two thousand four. Won the championship in two thousand four. Okay. Um, he's he's got around. a lot of basketball experience, I guess. I'm rooting for him. I didn't know about Vogel. I, I was kind of unsure, but. To be fair, I didn't know anything about him, but I don't blame them for getting rid of him. I'm hoping that this guy can put together a team, maybe lead him to the playoffs. That'd be cool. I'm never, I, I'm not a Lakers fan, by the way. Me neither. Don't care. They could be terrible. I do like Russell Westbrook. For the but end that's of about it. humanity, I really wouldn't care. I would totally talk about it, but I would not care. But this guy seems cool. I'm, I'm pulling for him. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's get right the into it. <clears throat> NBA playoffs are getting pretty oh, We're tight. in the finals, dude. So it's about as tight as it yeah, can get. Yeah, NBA finals. That's what Especially, I'm you'll see how tight it is when I'm done. When I'm done talking. Like, All right. Game three, Celtics beat Warriors 116-110. Take 2-1 lead in the NBA finals. Going to go through game three real quickly. A lot's happened while we were gone. Jalen Brown scored 27 points. Jason Tatum added 26. And the Celtics rolled the energy of a TD Garden crowd. To beat back another third-quarter onslaught by Golden State. Wednesday night, giving them a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals. Marcus Smart added 24 points and helped fuel a defensive effort that held the Warriors to 11 points in the fourth quarter, which is the fewest in a third, which is the fewest in a finals game in the shot clock era. Wow. Boston improved to 6-4 and four at home compared to 8-3 and three on the road this postseason. The Celtics haven't lost two straight games since the end of March. Steph Curry led Golden State with 31. And six three-pointers, Clay Thompson broke out of a final slump and finished with 25 points and five threes. Excuse me. For Boston, Robert Williams III, who has been working 
who, damn, dude. I just, I'm so full of ice cream right now. I'm sorry. You want a glass of water? <laughs> no. Okay. Who has been working his way back from knee surgery, finished with eight points, 10 rebounds, and four blocks. But as well as Boston played, it had its early lead erased in the third quarter by a Warriors seven point possession that included a four point play by Curry when he drew a flagrant foul, a flagrant one foul on Horford, and a three pointer by Otto Porter Jr. put Golden State in front 83 82. Boston recovered to take a 93 89 edge in the fourth, then outscored Golden State 23 11 in the fourth quarter. 11 points. I told, okay, I told you it was going to go back and forth. Okay. I knew it. I, I looked at from the okay. patterns that I saw. I was like, Boston doesn't lose back-to-back games. It's gonna go back and forth. I don't remember you saying that that exact thing. But okay, maybe not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I just I said did. that in there. We're pretty sure that was said. Mm. Uh, game four, Curry delivers 43 points in an effort to beat to win game four. The Golden State Warriors are headed home with a road win in the series even at 2-2 after Game 4 on Friday night. Steph Curry exploded for 43 to lead the Warriors in the 107-97 win. Yeah, and that I mean, that's all she wrote, too. It was the Steph Curry show. Clay Thompson with 18. Still contrib- contributing, you know. Like, I don't... We can say that that's below his standards and, you know, the <clears throat> media outlets are going to be like, Clay needs to step it up. He's not playing like himself. But I... I think as long as Steph Curry is grooving, I think the Warriors will be okay. Cleared. The Warriors don't have a big roster, and it showed in Game 3. They were out-rebounded 47-31, but Steve Kerr made sure that wouldn't be the case Friday night. Golden State would not just close the gap, but beat Boston 61-49 on the Battle of the Boards. Hmm. Unlike the first three games, Friday night, both teams kept within arm's reach for the entire game. Before the last few seconds of the game, the largest advantage for either team was seven points as the lead went back and forth for the full 48 minutes. Curry had 12 points in the first quarter, just as Boston superstar Jason Tatum did after opening after the opening 12 minutes. While Tatum had helped throughout the game, Curry was left during the brunt of the scoring of the Golden State, who didn't see Klay Thompson active through the fourth quarter, or until the fourth quarter, sorry. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. The trio of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart had the Celtics up four points within five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but Boston would go cold for the remainder of the game. Curry and Thompson took over during the Celtics' drought and ended the game on a 17-3 run to secure the Game 4 win. The series now heads now heads west, all even 2-2. Game 5 will be Monday at 9 from the Chase Center. Who do you think is going to win Game 5? Well, of what you say, back and forth, back and forth, it would be Boston, which, I mean, I think. seems to be the pattern. Yeah. Although they are going to play in Golden State, uh, at Golden State, I'm worried that this is a, this is a crucial game for the Warriors. If they want to win the series, they Golden State plays in the Oracle. They it's, it's if they win this, it's going to be huge. Next I game's in Boston. Be, yeah. yeah. Wait, the, next, the game after that is in Boston, or the next game's in Golden game State? Game five is at the Chase Center. Where? Yeah, oh, where? sorry, the, the Chase Center is the Oracle. My bad. Right? Game five is at Golden State. Yeah. Okay. That's I thought it was called the Oracle, though. Boston plays in the team. My bad. Why is it? Why is it? <laughs> that <was laughs> no, that's cool. Whatever. Now we know. I actually think, I'm going to say the Warriors are going to take game five. I have a feeling that they're going to jump off this, uh, carry this momentum into a, a small winning streak. I think they're going to get this one, and then Boston's going to get it at home. And then it's going to come back, and the Warriors are going to win. I'm sure you're saying game, game seven, seven then. Yeah. That's okay. my prediction. 
I could be wrong. Well, just to keep it interesting, I'll be like Boston in six. There you go. There you go. Any final thoughts before we jump into the the baseball? No, news? I saw something crazy. Where average price for the for Boston, the Boston oh. Celtics and Warriors series for Game One were like eight hundred seventy three dollars. Just for a single ticket. Just for, on average, yeah. Whoa, on average. Yeah. Woo. How much would you pay for a game ticket? Not that much. I don't even. What if it was what? What does the Pistons play? Dude, I don't have eight hundred seventy-three dollars right now. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. That's how much it costs to go to just one Formula One race. Yeah, dude. Well, Formula One races aren't for people like us. No, no, they're not. Speaking of ticket prices, I guess this is kind of a stretch, but I did want to mention that. Um, a lot of people are upset about the U.S. men's national soccer team for their prices being so expensive. They got to pay the women more money now. I don't think that had anything to do with it. Sure? I think they'd be expensive regardless if the women got equal pay. But I've okay. noticed tickets are really expensive, even when they aren't for a finals game. Just to go to anything nowadays is kind of Seems like just how it is. Especially with the Lions. Like I, I think I might just go to one game because it's kind of expensive. I paid only paid a hundred dollars last year. When last time I went, it was actually really cheap, but now they're kind of a bit more expensive. Yeah, not the same anymore. That is all we have for the NBA. Mark, anything else? No, sir. The Los Angeles Angels. Fired their manager, Joe Madden, amidst a 12-game losing streak. Mark, what's your like first impression when you hear that? Uh, sounds like he, it's like the last straw. Yeah. The straw that broke the camel's back. Was I know it that They'd been struggling necessary? for the past few years, probably at this point. Okay, that's your thoughts? Yeah. So when I first heard this, I didn't. I'm not much of a angels fan i am a fan of uh shohei Otani, mike trout i know who those guys are they're massive superstars in the league but i didn't know much about the angels the rest of the team about the joe madden but when i heard the name joe madden something did click when i saw his picture i was like wait a minute this is this guy is big yeah like, i thought i was like oh yeah I, so I that name means something and yeah, so Joe Madden, a little background on him, if you don't know, he did win the World Series as a manager of the Chicago Cubs in 2016. Did he, like, wasn't that, like, didn't they think they were cursed? Like, wasn't, like, the first time they've won in, like, 100 years? It's, like, 1904. Yeah. He also won the American League pen- uh, pennant with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in 2008. He has been with the Los Angeles Angels since 2019, and the Angels have struggled over the years having consecutive losing seasons since 2015, finishing eight games under 500 in 2021 and 2020. But this year actually felt good. I mean, I followed them a little bit more this year. I was following the tables. They were doing well. They were actually spending most of April at the top of the AL West. And just like that, in two weeks, the Angels went from being the eighth best team in baseball to 15th. That is what resulted in the firing of Joe Madden. The Angels went from 24 and 14 to 27 and 30. 
Yuck. That's the thing about baseball that I do like about it. Anything could happen. I mean, you could just lose 10 games in a row. You could lose yeah, these, eight games in a row. The games this early really don't matter yet. We've talked about this. They, mm-hmm. they do and they don't. They do and they don't. They do and they don't. You're right. Yeah. You're saying they don't matter because you could be really bad but still have a chance to... Uh, like the Nationals when they won the World Series. Yeah. So that is the cool thing about baseball. You could be have a terrible first half of your season and redeem yourself. Yes. So let's look at the Angels a little bit more. After Madden was relieved of his duty, Phil Nevin made his managerial Nevin. debut against the Boston Red Sox, who were on a roll, by the way. The Red Sox were on a very nice win streak. The Angels would go on to lose 6-5 to five to the Red Sox. They would match a franchise record 13th straight loss on top of Mike Trout leaving the game with uh, left groin tightness. Uh, and you wrote this part. Shout out Jared Walsh. Yeah, this was just a few days after. For a cycle. On Saturday night against the New York Mets, Los Angeles Angels first baseman Jared Walsh became the third player of the season to hit for the cycle. During the game, which the Angels won 11-6, Walsh singled in the third inning, doubled in the fifth, Homered in the seventh, and then in the eighth, clinched the cycle with the triple off Mets reliever Trevor Williams. Wow. Triple's the hardest one to get. Yeah. Got to be fast. Got to be real fast. You got to be fast just to get a double. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you you got to be fast to turn a single into a double. Yeah. You could easily hit a little ball to the that's, wall. And yeah, get a that's true. That's true. Prince Fielder had a lot of doubles, and he wasn't fast. <laughs> I know who Prince Fielder is. I know. He wasn't fast. That is correct. Yes. He might even have been built like Chris Farley. Brewers relief pitcher Josh Hader falls short of MLB history. Now, this one's weird. Like, I was confused because, like, the record is just, like, appearances. It's not innings. Like, he made... He was facing the Phillies in Milwaukee. He made his 40th appearance to close out the game in the ninth, leading 2-1. The all-star pitcher hadn't blown a save or even surrendered a hit in 19 previous appearances this year. Boehm hits a leadoff homer off of Hayter, ending his streak of 40 straight appearances, dating all the way back to last season. He matched Houston Astros reliever Ryan Presley for the longest stretch in MLB history. It's pretty impressive. I think they're called appearances because... Technically, you can only pitch. You could pitch point two innings, which is just getting two outs. Okay. And then being pulled out. Hang on, let me close my Discord. Still impressive. I remember watching <clears throat> Hater pitch before. The guy is uh, money in the bank for sure. I didn't realize he had forty appearances. That is sensational, as a closer as well. The Brewers are actually on a hot start. They're doing pretty good. They're one of the teams that are sitting comfortably at the top. The Tigers, unfortunately, are not. Nope. They won one against the Blue Jays recently, but it's uh, it's been a tough one. I'm still watching. I'm, I th- like to think they're better, but, you know, it's, it's just kind of the way it goes. Let's see. Let's take a, take a look at the standings real quick. Yeah, you still got the Yankees and the Astros and the Blue Jays on top of the American League and the Mets, the, the Dodgers, and Good the for Padres. Them, I guess. Good for New York. They're probably pretty 
excited about New York it. and California, their teams are just dominating. And the Astros, they're doing really well. Holy crap, the Braves are on an 11-game winning streak. Really? They're 10-0 in their last 10 games. God damn. damn. They're really picking up. I was wrong. The Brewers were doing pretty well. They are not. They are about mm, in the middle of the national right now. I thought they were doing better. They're 34-28. and 28. They're not terrible. They're above okay. 500 right now. They're, they're two and eight in their last ten. That's why. Wow, Braves really making really storming back to form. What else? Uh, the Boston Red Sox eight and two in their last ten games. Yankees are nine and one. God damn. Yeah, dude, they're playing it. crazy baseball. I hope they lose in the World Series. Round one. I hope they break <clears throat> franchise records and. Then just get booted in round one. Yeah, that would be three 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 games to nothing. Oh, the Oakland A's are sitting at the bottom, unfortunately. 21-41. I think that might be the A's. Wait, Kansas City is 20-39. Cincinnati is 21-39 as well. They're 21-39. Gosh, who is worse? Oh, 350. The Reds have the worst win percentage. No, they don't. Uh, the athlete, Athletics okay. do. They share it with the Royals with .339 win percentage. Damn. Oof, Damn. big oof. The Cubs aren't doing too hot either, 23 and 36. That's the thing. The Cubs, the Nationals, all have won World Series in the last decade. Not doing shit. Not yeah. really doing well. The Dodgers, they're still they're showing really good form. Mm, yeah, not much. That's all we got for baseball. Any other uh, stories from you? Oh. All right. Up next, we're going to talk about the NFL. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bad Sports. All right, we are back, and we got some pretty big news in the NFL. I did not see this coming. The Denver Broncos are up for sale. Mark, what are your thoughts initially when you heard that? Um, four point five billion dollars is a lot of money, and uh, I mean, probably, I think record breaking, the most ever spent on a North American sports team. Really? Yes. Well, didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wish. I don't know. I wish the Lions. I would. I wish it would happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. You're us. you're genuinely envious yeah. that they're selling their team. Yeah, I wish it. You're like, so must be nice. Yeah. I don't blame you. I know the Fords have been uh, just horrendous. And the Tigers, for that matter. Someone else buy them. It was nice when fucking Mike Illich was the owner and he would just spend money on superstars to try to get a championship before he fucking died, which didn't work out. Well, I mean, he won some with the Red Wings and, like, 2008 in the late 90s. Yeah, I mean, he built a <clears throat> dynasty. With but he Rivers. wanted one with the Tigers. Yeah. Now his son Chris doesn't even give a fuck about the team. He just wants to turn profit. And it shows from Al Avila as the GM. The guy yeah. is just, I don't think he, he's just not competent at his, at his job. I swear to God, he doesn't, I swear he doesn't know what he's doing as GM. I think he just likes the position. He likes the power. The money and the power. I don't think he really gives a shit. First you get the money. He just makes transactions every now and again just to like make it look like he's doing something. Got some more 
Triple A recruits. Yeah. Trade away our best player first of my some prospects. He's down at West Michigan right now. Just trying to get better. And like their lowest affiliate. Yeah. Would be the West Michigan Whitecaps. So back to the Broncos. In July of 2014, the team president at the time, Joe Ellis, announced that Broncos majority owner Pat Bolin would no longer be part of the team's operators operations due to Alzheimer's disease. Bolin Damn. had a very successful three-decade run that included multiple Super Bowl trips and few losing seasons. Pat Bolin passed away in 2019, and shortly after came legal battles within his family over the ownership of the team. That's how you know you're successful. Right, when that your is family a sign sues each of other. success. Unless your family's suing each, each other, you're not that rich. I wonder if his Alzheimer's affected how, maybe he changed how his, I would just think like, maybe he went crazy and changed how all the money was going to be dished out. No, I just think he couldn't focus on football anymore. He had to focus on his health. And I want to just... give the team to my cat, Sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be honest. Of that. That Sprinkles can run a football team. Look at him. Uh, plays with that toy. <laughs> oh, just Coach our, Sprinkles. They call it Coach the, Sprinkles. I just want our colors to be black. Just, just like Sprinkles over here. Yeah, I want to have a bunch of yarn. Sprinkles loves no yarn. No logo, just black. Just de- bedazzled in yarn and bells. On February 1st, the team was officially up for sale. A second round of formal bids for the Broncos were placed Monday, and multiple sources said they believed four groups were involved. The winning bid went to the Walton Penner Group, headed by Walmart heir Rob Walton, his daughter Carrie Walton Penner, and her husband Greg Penner, which will also include Melody Hobson, co-CEO of Arlo Investments, as well as chair of the board of the Starbucks Corp. and a director at J.P. Morgan Chase. Two evil corporations. You know she's What, good. Starbucks? I mean, huh, the corporations. Starbucks is dope, dude. They're right. They're okay. So evil your corporation. Coffee. Well, yeah. Big B's better. I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyways, so right off the grip, reading these names, Walmart, you know, the names aren't Walmart. I know, but like just to know that they're from Walmart, <laughs> headed by Walmart heir Rob Walton, his daughter, Carrie Walton Penner, and her husband, Greg Penner, mm, and Melody Hobson. I don't know. You think they'll treat the football players like Walmart not employees? Thrilled. I'm not like, oh, they're probably. In fact, I'm not thrilled about it either. I don't like Walmart. In fact, I, I am. I. I hope everybody listens to this goes and steals from Walmart. Just steal something from Walmart. The world would be a better place. I definitely think they're in it for money and just money. Oh, yeah, dude. They're like, hey, hey, honey, you want to, we should buy the Broncos. That would be, that'd be a good, that'd be nice. We can make a lot of money buying the Broncos. They're a good team. They're like, fuck it, let's just buy the Broncos. What what is it, 4.5? Yeah, but how you, the Broncos can't make. They're definitely not going to make their money back in a year. No, but they're going to do. They're going to do their tricks. Get Russell Wilson's jerseys. They'll and make money. They're clearance aisle at Walmart now. You'd be surprised. Broncos have a very profitable organization. Maybe the family will help the NFL players sign up for 
their government assistance for free. I heard they do that. That they do. That's very Russell Wilson's going to have thoughtful. food stamps. <laughs> yeah, I guess if all the Broncos fans out there, um, sorry, I'm not too thrilled about this. I can't see this being. I hope it's a good thing. I hope. I hope Rob Walton is like super <clears throat> passionate about football. Something tells me he's not, but. I doubt Carrie Walton Penner is either. I think she's just in it for money. She sounds like a. She's got the name of a politician. Walton Penner, like a crooked, crooked politician. I don't trust Greg either. He just sounds sus. And her husband Greg. You know husband what I mean? Greg. <laughs> That's who is he? I don't know. I wonder if he's they're, rich too. They're just rich like before. His, Rob Walton's daughter, and then her husband Greg, and then they talk about who uh, Melody Hobson is, but like. It's like, I'm not leaving shit to your idiot husband, Greg. And then Greg. I don't know. I wouldn't trust a guy Greg named Greg Penner running my sports team, but that's just me. Probably, they're not, <laughs> probably not running anything. Oh, they're running everything. I mean, they're, I don't think they'll make decisions like... If they're smart, they wouldn't really change yeah. that much. Not almost nothing. They're doing... The Broncos are up. Doing pretty good right now. I'd say they're on a good trajectory. Tuesday night, the Broncos announced that they entered a sale agreement with the Walton Penner Group for $4.65 billion, which is on record to be the largest team sale in North American sports history. The sale agreement is now subject to review by the NFL's Finance Committee and then must be approved by a full vote by NFL owners in order for the sale to be approved. They need 24 of 32 owners to vote yes. I think they're going to get it for sure. I yeah, also sure. think if you th- if you believe you're one of the owners is going to be incompetent, wouldn't you want them to run an NFL team? Like, yeah, that's just more right. shitty competition. It's bad for, for the organization, team. though, you would think. Nah. Like, we just let idiots do this. It just says that well, they, they do. just want more of the money. <laughs> it's like a, we the don't commanders. care how stupid you are, just give us money. You can name your team the commanders. We don't give the a The dumber fuck. you are, the more it's going to cost you. Do you think some of the owners heard about... Do you think Robert Kraft was just like... <laughs> the Commanders were well, losing. Robert Kraft. Oh, no. Uh, sorry, John Jones. That's oh. kind of what I was thinking. You know, it's a team called the Cowboys. That's like... Cowboys are like... There's a cowboy in the village, people. You guys do the YMCA song? Oh. Cowboys are often known as gay individuals. That, that's not what people think of when they think that's of Cowboys. Think they think of, of the I think frontier. Of cowboys. I think of... They think of outlaws from the frontier, not mm, maybe. Like we're talking Clint Eastwood movies, like Western movies. You're just, I was and just you're kidding. like cowboys are gay. Oh, she's kidding. I think cowboys <laughs> are a little bit gay. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> well, they yeah. I think I they're mean, a little bit gay. We do have a fan in Dallas. I hope he hears this. He's not. He's not gay. And if he was, so what? Hey, oh, it's no, your I'm month, not buddy. Anything. It's I'm your not month, dude. If, if you're gay, it's your month. Live it up. <laughs> Speaking of gay, the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> star receiver. Uh, this has nothing to do with that, but uh, DK Metcalf was not. He came out of the closet Nikki. today. <laughs> the Seattle star was not present Tuesday for the start of the Seahawks three-day mandatory minicamp, according to sources. Metcalf's absence is not excused, which means that he is subject to team fines up to $93,000 if he were to miss the entire minicamp. 
Minicamp Damn. sounds fun. You're, that fucking blizzard's causing that all sound this weird? weird. <laughs> I thought I only heard that because it was I'm going to make a me. fucking compilation of just the... <laughs> Played at the end. Um, shit, I forgot. Oh, man, minicamp sounds fun. It sounds... I don't even know why you would miss it. It sounds super easy. Dude, it sounds like making macaroni necklaces and shit. <laughs> and like, go just doing canoe rides with your friends. You're really fishing. just fishing. You're just fishing the whole time with your... Your bros, and you're just talking about the playbook. Guys, watch my jackknife. Watch my jackknife. <laughs> so this is coming amidst an off season where wide receivers are getting paid very handsomely. Metcalf's on his uh, rookie contract still. He is looking for an extension. The Seahawks, who just lost Russell Wilson, which we th- yeah, well, not for them. He's oh, he's, he's not he's alive. I'm just kidding. They just, <laughs> <laughs> they just lost Russell. R.I.P. Nope, he's in Denver. Ooh, it's cold there. That'll be, he'll be fine. He played in Wisconsin. Way less rain than in Seattle. So DK Metcalf is sending a message saying like, "Hey, I I want my extension. Like, you know what you know what to do. I'm not going to your fucking mini camp." No matter, I'm not no matter how, bad, how bad I miss arts and crafts, I'm not, I'm not going coming. to minicamp with Drew fucking Locke unless you pay me to. I'm not going minicamp. I don't know how many s'mores you say if I can have. If you're going to make me go to practice with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, God damn it, I want to be paid. I don't that's care. That's what he's saying. I don't care if you just Take me seriously, dude. Come on. That's what he's just like. Give me, pay me a fucking kind. If I'm gonna stay on this goddamn duct tape team, yes, I'm sorry, Seahawks fans. I'm kind of going on. Hey, DK, I don't know if you heard this, but we just got a new rock wall, rock climbing wall here at minicamp, so <laughs> kind of missing out. The Seahawks are a little. I'm worried for them. I think they're a little disorganized at the moment. They're a little disheveled from losing Russell Wilson, but they lost him, in my opinion, because he didn't protect him. He's sick of getting sacked and. Running around for his fucking life, he just wants to throw touchdowns, and they wouldn't let him do that because they wouldn't back him up. Now they got DK Metcalf. If they lose DK, it's a wrap, man. I do not think they can sustain this. They're gonna have a. They could literally drop to being a very bad team. They're already on a downgrade. They are. They're not doing too hot. So what kind of? Contracts? Do you think DK's looking into? Let's uh, let's reference this real quick. Tyreek Hill signed a four-year, one hundred twenty million dollar deal contract with Miami. Devontae Adams, five-year, one hundred forty-one million dollar contract with Las Vegas. AJ Brown, four-year, one hundred million dollar deal with Philadelphia. You well, know, I don't know how AJ Brown got twenty-five million a year. Sorry, I, I think I said hundred million. No, which which is, which is four, which is four, which is yeah, four year one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how they thought he was. So you just so you don't think he should have gotten paid that much? No. And that's because Philadelphia is absolutely desperate for wide receivers. They kind of they have a bust in Jalen Rager at the moment. Moment. Devontae Smith is going to be pretty good, but they need they desperately need. I don't know. I don't think TK receiver. can get top receiver money. I mean, I don't think he's gonna ask for something crazy. I don't think he'll ask for it, but I'm thinking 15, 70, 70 million, maybe four year, seven million, seventy four year, sixty, sixty five, maybe, which is like eighteen million a year. I'd say seventy max for DK. He's 
he suffered a few injuries. He played through them. Well, so, yeah, big guys like that, they get hurt. Let's sometimes. look at. Uh, Let's look at his stats real quick. DK Metcalf, he's 24 years old. He certainly has the repertoire of from for a massive extension. He put up 216 catches, 3,170 yards, and 29 touchdowns. Just last year, his stats were 75 receptions, 967 yards, and 12 touchdowns. 967 Those yards is are really good stats, in my opinion. That, that's not big number stats. Touchdowns are yes, but he's just shy of 967 yards. I mean, I think. That, you if want you at get least eleven hundred, really? To to pay somebody upwards yeah, of eighteen million, you want at least eleven, twelve hundred yards. And you'd hope to get that out of them. The twelve touchdowns are good, but if they're coming within five yards, they're just throwing to you because you're big. Now it gets tricky because if He's you are going to pay him something. that much money, who the fuck is going to throw to Geno Smith? Like you got to have. It's like you can't spend all your money on the fucking engine if your fucking chassis is shit. Like, you got to have a good you need quarterback a transmission. to go with your wide receiver. You, you got to have spend a good exhaust. A bunch of money on DK and then have. I just don't. Right now, I'm unsure about Gino and Drew Locke, obviously. You can't, you can't win a race without good tires. Also, if Russell Wilson couldn't succeed there and he wanted out, I can't imagine. He did succeed there. He won a fucking Super Bowl. I'm talking about in the recent years. Like, he left. Like, he, okay, he did succeed there. I guess I I word that. That's true. I meant, like, as of recently, Russell's struggled. They have not been improving, and it wasn't his fault. The team is just not built around the quarterback. They don't have a good offensive line. Their defense is shaky. I... They're going to probably have to pay a lot for DK. I think he's going to shoehorn them to pay him a massive extension. I think he's going to ask for like 100 Maybe over five years. Yeah, maybe. He's not, I wouldn't give him $25 he's, million a year. Okay, so in the NFC West, <clears throat> Metcalf is not the only star receiver that's looking for an extension. Debo Samuel is also looking for a big contract, respectively. Now, here's the thing. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and A.J. Brown are all represented by the same agent, Tory Dandy of CAA. I believe Brown's contract, the four-year, $100 million contract with Philadelphia, is probably going to be it's going to set the precedent for what Samuel's and Metcalf's contract potential will be. I think Metcalf is probably going to ask for the same thing, around $100 million four-year contract. I would just I would assume. I mean, why not ask for as much you as you think aim you high. Get? Yeah, I don't mind these players getting paid. Tory Dandy sounds like like he would own oh, that's a, Dandy. a diner. A diner. Like, come on down to Dandy's diner. He Those are own a chain pretty, of dandies. I own seven dandies in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, I'm Tory Dandy. With all that said, Debo is expected to attend minicamp despite requesting a trade with the 49ers. He's also nearing the end of his rookie contract as well. I, Whether or not I think the Seahawks are going to sign him, I think they're going to. I think they kind of need to. Because right now their death chart is Drew Locke, Geno Smith, Jacob Eason at QB. Jacob Eason's got some <laughs> potential. He could be, I guess, I don't know if we've seen everything from him. Rashad Penny, Chris Carson, and Kenneth Walker. I thought that was an interesting pickup. Kenneth Walker could be – he could have been a steal from the draft. He He's yeah. like running back from Michigan State. Was he a Heisman runner? Was uh, he? he was, yeah. 
Kenneth Walker the second. He, if Chris it? Carson gets injured, Kenneth Walker could fit right in and really take it away with, for the Seahawks. So they have. I think it was a Heisman candidate. I mean, I think it was uh, like. Yeah, Heisman candidate. So I meant. You know. Yeah. Now the wide receiver depth chart is where it gets shaky. You have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, D. Eskridge, Freddie Swain, and Marquise Goodwin. And then you have Noah Fant and Will Disley at tight end. Noah Fant is a pretty solid addition. Noah Fant, Kenneth Walker. I like those guys for the young talent on this team. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's great. He's getting older. He's a veteran. He put up 1,000 yards last year. I just, if you take DK out of that picture, this depth chart is shaky. It's young and it's shaky. But Tyler Lockett put up more yards than DK last year. Yeah, he's Not good. Not by much. Who scored more touchdowns? Probably DK, I think. Yeah. 12 is a lot for a receiver. I think Tyler had eight. But he had a really good year. I think eight's about average. Tyler good, is good to average. getting up there, though. I don't know how much longer you can expect him to consistently produce that well, which means they need to start drafting or trading for more wide receivers, meaning DK has the leverage. He could ask for a lot, and he might get it. Otherwise... The Seahawks are screwed. That's my take. Kyler Murray was back at the Arizona facility, basically in the same scenario where people were wondering if he was going to hold show. up. He showed up. He's there. The people who are not at minicamp, though, are Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Curious to see where they're going to go. A lot of people are suspecting that Jimmy might actually go to Seattle, which I don't know if would... I don't know if that's going to work either, but what do you think about that? That'd be you a get really a lot weird. of ladies coming to your team, that's for sure. <laughs> He's hands down the best-looking guy in the NFL. I mean, he made Aaron Andrews blush. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a Jimmy okay starter, but I don't think he's going to be the answer for Seattle. Who would right you rather have? If you had a shoulder one, would you go with Baker Mayfield or... Oh, sorry. What you say? Jimmy, uh, coming off a right shoulder injury. He is. He was excused from 49ers minicamp. I. Because of his uh, surgery he had. I would go with Jimmy G. I think I would, too. I also think he's a better quarterback. Same. Um, I think he's a better game manager. Baker just throws definitely. some picks. And Baker was uh, excused by the team. But Jimmy G's too cool mutually. to live in Seattle. He doesn't seem like a Seattle no, he guy. Doesn't, doesn't really he definitely fit him. seems like California. He doesn't, it just Florida. doesn't look like he'd really be wearing the uniform, you know. I I'm curious where Baker's going to go. I'm wondering what is next in Damn, his career. What do you think it would be like to just own Thank like... God he did those commercials. It was very smart of him. The weird thing is, it's like... I was going to say, like, what do you think it's like to be Jimmy G and just, like, only fuck, like, tens? But then I'm like, Baker can probably do that, too, because he's still a professional athlete. He's got a wife, apparently. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's just standard, I guess. Yeah. Jimmy G's not married, though. Yeah, but I would be. Yeah, I just think Garoppolo's a better quarterback. Same. I would take him. He's. I think Jimmy G is a better He's on a more competitive of, uh, team when he was on San Francisco. I think San Francisco mm-hmm. was a little more competitive at the time. Well, he did go to the Super Bowl, and you can't take that away from him. Although some people probably would like to. Wasn't that when he was... Mahomes won his first Super Bowl against the 49ers. Oh, yeah. they pretty sure they had the lead, and they blew it at half. But Jimmy, I think, 
is going to have a longer career than Baker. Baker might have blew it in Cleveland. You think? Yeah. I think he might be done. He might be transitioning into backup mode. Backup mode. Backup Baker. Practice field. (laughs) Practice squad Baker. Oh hell yeah! Still making a minimum of like. 150k. Yeah. 200k for sure. Maybe even 300. I think you're getting paid every week that you play. So, for yeah, a certain amount probably. of weeks out of the year and it's like 60,000 or something minimum. In other news, a couple of retirements I wanted to address that I find notable kind of end of an era players that I'm going to miss seeing on games, seeing clips of them. I am, man. I like. like I got a couple. There's like nine of them, but whatever. They're all good. <laughs> I got a couple. I don't know where to draw the line. Starting off with Frank Gore, number three all-time leading Pretty rusher with 16,000 ahead of Barry Sanders and behind of Emmett Smith and Walter Payton. You hear that and you think of how, how what Barry Sanders could have, what could I he know, have done? I he didn't even play that long. So, and everybody says it. And Frank Gore played arguably the longest career as a back, and he's number three. He's Imagine only for goddamn 47 did. years, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Durable guy, too. Here are some of his records. Most seasons with 1,200 yards from scrimmage, 12. Most consecutive seasons with at least 500 yards rushing, 16. That's insane. Yeah. 16. Most consecutive seasons with 600 yards rushing, 14. Most consecutive seasons with at least 700 yards okay, rushing. Okay, some of these are a little bit... Uh... 13, tied with Emmett Smith, which that's interesting. Most career games by an NFL running back, 241. 2006, second team All-Pro, played for San Francisco, Indianapolis, Miami, Buffalo, and the New York Jets during his 16-year career. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Yeah. I would agree. There's a debate right now, now that he announced his retirement, retirement not too long ago. Everyone's just like, is he a Hall of Famer? Some don't people don't think he is. Uh-huh. Some people are like, no, absolutely not. Didn't win a Super Bowl. So? What did he, people will say, what did Barry he Sanders. actually accomplish? Barry Sanders didn't win a Super Bowl. What did he actually accomplish? What did he do? Played like, fucking 16 seasons <laughs> as a running back. <laughs> Oh, the average. He, or wait, how many seasons did he play? Sixteen. Yeah, as a running back, their average is only like, I think the average length of time for running back is like five seasons. He has a record tied with Emmitt Smith for most consecutive seasons with at least seven hundred yards rushing, and he's number three all-time Look, leading rusher. Number three all-time, you should be in the, you should be in the Hall of Fame. How are you going to skip out on number three? How come you're going to let number four Barry Sanders? Be a Hall of Famer, but not number three. Wow, well, I mean Frank Gore. How many touchdowns Barry scored? Probably a lot. It's a human highlight reel. This guy's longevity is insane, though. I would say Frank Gore deserves to be. Yeah, he re- uh, signed a one-day contract with San Francisco to retire with them. That's sweet. That's cute. That's so sweet. Strong safety Malcolm Jenkins is also retiring. I thought I was kind of surprised by that. Two-time Super Bowl champion, 2010 All-Pro, played for the New Orleans Saints in Philadelphia. Some of his career stats, 804 solo tackles, 13.5 sacks, 21 interceptions, 7 touchdowns, 24 fumbles, 11 fumble recoveries. The guy was just what? Oh, sorry. a phenom. Absolute athlete, two-time Super Bowl champion. I mean, 
I don't know if he'll be in the Hall of Fame, but he damn well could be. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I don't. It's, the st- the I don't really know enough about defensive stats to know what can get you into the Hall of Fame. I mean, True. obviously, I'm not that much. I'm not Michael an straight by any means. They look at other safeties that are in. What, Charles Woodson. He was a no. He, was he a safety? Yeah, I think he was. Right. I think so. Yeah, yeah defensive. Dan, Dan Sanders. Yeah. So think about what they did. Malcolm Jenkins, hell of a career, end of an era for sure. This guy was uh, supernatural on defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, he is retiring after 17 years in the NFL. Played for nine teams, including St. Louis, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tennessee, Houston, New York, Tampa Bay, Miami, and the Washington Commanders. Ben Roethlisberger is another one that's retiring. Mm-hmm. This guy, I'm not going to read all of this, but Ben Roethlisberger, we were shooting on him a lot. Yeah, well, you know, deservedly so. Yeah, he's not the... I mean, he's had his downs, that's for sure. Two of them, to be exact. The guy's records are pretty crazy. He had arguably, like, the best rookie quarterback Season ever most yeah. regular season wins in a season rookie in a rookie season, thirteen longest regular season win streak to start a career for an NFL QB fifteen games won, won all thirteen starts in the two thousand four season won first two games of the two thousand five season I remember that too I remember when he had that run and everyone was just like Ben Roethlisberger yeah. holy shit this guy is unreal most wins as a starting quarterback and first five NFL seasons. Regular seasons only. 51 from 2004 to 2008. Jesus Christ. Most touchdown <clears throat> passes in consecutive games. 12. He is also a two-time Super Bowl champion. Played all 18 years with Pittsburgh. Just hell of a career. And he also he's beat done. two sexual assault cases as well. And, yep, that that too. Two time, Two times. That is Played correct. 18. That's a long time, too, to play with one team. 18 years? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and um, he's done. Now it's uh, Mitch Trubisky. He's running the helm oh, yeah. at Pittsburgh. We'll see how that goes. Other not, uh, honorable mentions, Alex Mack, 13-year vet from Cleveland, Atlanta, and San Francisco. Andrew Whitworth, the three-time All-Pro, Walter Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Super Bowl champion. You probably saw a story on him when you watched the Super Bowl. He played for Cincinnati and Los Angeles during his 16-year career. He was that old dude, that old offensive lineman they're interviewing because he was basically announcing his retirement. Yeah. Eric Weddle, he was also – he had a story done on him in the Super Bowl. He played with for the Rams in that last game. I'm pretty sure – did we talk about him like coming out of retirement? Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, he played 14 seasons in the NFL, played with San Diego, Baltimore, and L.A. He came out of retirement to play with L.A. This guy actually had almost better stats than Malcolm Jenkins. Dude, scoring a touchdown as a safety has to be, like, the coolest thing ever. 903 solo tackles, 9.5 sacks, 8 forced fumbles, 7 fumble recoveries, 29 interceptions, 4 touchdowns. Yeah. Is that a reference to anything? Did he have those? Like, what are you talking about? It said four TDs right here. Oh, from a fumble, yeah. Or, I don't know if or from, are, an just from interceptions too, yeah. Twenty nine, yeah. With twenty nine interceptions, odds are there that those four TDs are from that. 
Yep. That is, I know it's, uh, especially just getting an interception. It feels cool. I feel. Yeah, I think that up. would be like the coolest feeling in football. Especially when the stadium just, inter- just erupts because you make an interception on the on the QB. Just fucking. It's even better when you take it to the house. For your team. Yeah, absolutely. Another one I'm going to miss, running back JHI, Super Bowl champion with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, played with them for their first ever Super Bowl. Played for Miami and Philadelphia. Also, born in London. Didn't know that. Hello. Tight end Jack Doyle. Played nine seasons with the Colts. Sounds like a running for mayor soon. Yeah, right. Mayor Doyle. Politician. Wide receiver Chris Hogan. I actually like this story. I didn't know much about him except that he played with Tom Brady and the Patriots. Chris Hogan was actually undrafted, played 10 seasons in the league, Ooh. signed with San Francisco, the New York Giants, and Miami. Did not play, just signed with those teams and, like, just scraping the bottom of the barrel to get on the practice squad. And then he played with Buffalo and actually got a start. And then he played for New England, Carolina, New York, the New York Jets, and New Orleans. And when he was with New England, he won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. He's a Super Bowl champion, undrafted. And then you got Bilal Powell for the Jets, played nine seasons with them. He's considered to be one of the top running backs in franchise history. He's been there for uh, yeah nine seasons. His best season was in 2017 with 772 yards, five touchdowns, 75 longest, went unsigned in, 20, in 2020 and 2021, and he's retiring now. I mean... I probably, I was hoping he had a, he would have a better year with the Jets or a better career with the Jets, I should say. But the Jets have just been so dysfunctional. Yeah, it's kind of they don't really have their head screwed on. Man, he played nine seasons too. That's too bad. Any final thoughts? Nope. I wish them uh, nice retirements. I'm sure they'll sleep nicely in their big fluffy beds in their nice houses. All right, we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs, the conference finals. It's been a while. We're going to try and catch you up to speed, although I'm sure you already know what happened. The Colorado Avalanche have swept the Edmonton Oilers. They beat them in Game Four. It's really embarrassing for Canadian teams. It, you know, does you think it? Do you think it stings them a lot? Yeah. Because when I read the comments and YouTube and stuff. A lot of them, they, a lot of people acknowledge that. They're like, that's it. It's been almost 30 years since There's the no Canadian more, team has won. There's no more Canadian teams left. It's been almost 30 years it stinks. since Stinks. Yeah, hey, I don't care. It's got to sting when you uh, almost lose to a team in Dallas, too. When fucking, when a team in Dallas, Texas beats you in hockey, god damn. Sorry. Colorado, they are on a tear right now. They're just fucking teams up. This is their second sweep in the playoffs. Game four, Edmonton uh, backs against the wall. They're playing at home against the Avalanche. Colorado scores first on a power play from a car. The goal was a wrist shot from the blue line, glove side. There was a terrific uh, traffic, to be fair. So the Oilers goaltender, Mike Smith, got a lot of scrutiny from this series. Do you think he deserved it? Do you think it was the Oilers' goaltending that really slacked, or was there a lack of defense? Mike Smith is getting up there. I mean, he's a bit old. If you're going to blame somebody, why not have it be the goalie? Right. 
it allows you to kind of look past the defense and lack of offense. There were a couple uh, a couple of plays. There's one where he played the puck in the corner and went to clear it, and he hit the the, the ref and it bounced off a skate right into the avalanche's possession. Can definitely blame the goalie for that because you always got to you always got to know where people are on the ice. The ref I, is in the field of play. This is what they mean when they say the higher you rise, the harder you fall. They got really far with Mike Smith. He's an old veteran goalkeeper. It did not pan out. They need a young guy. They need someone like Dallas has. They need a like Ottinger. They need a young goalie that they know they can develop and help carry them further into the playoffs. I mean, Kemper's not doing the greatest for the Avalanche, but they need someone like a Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. That's the only because they have the offense. They don't really have much of a defense. When they good luck finding two more of those guys, though. Yeah. Right, yeah, Shosturkin and Vasilevsky are just lights out. So the Avalanche won in overtime, and it was kind of a insane goal where it's a face-off in the Oilers' territory. Helm was at the center. He made a great second effort to keep the puck alive, passed it back to McCarr. McCarr took the shot, and Lekanen deflects the shot to prevent Smith from saving it, and then it like ricochets around the bottom, and then he skates around with it and just scores. So he scored off his own rebound. That is the second straight. That's this is this is the second straight year. Artery Lekanen has sent his team to the Stanley Cup Finals in overtime. Artery played for Montreal last year, and they lost to the Lightning. Which ironically, the Lightning are in the Stanley Cup playoffs again. So they're gonna Art, Artery Lekanen's gonna have his revenge, dude. I, against the Lightning, can you imagine losing to them twice? Holy shit! I almost think he's he's gonna play extra, extra good against them. I think he's gonna. I don't think anybody's losing to Colorado though. If anyone can defeat Tampa Bay, it is Colorado. Although I, they're gonna they're gonna need Nazem Kadri. As good as they are, they back. need everybody. Yeah, they're going to need him healthy. And as I said, yeah, the Lightning are in the Stanley Cup Finals. They defeated the New York Rangers. Let me... So in the... Was it game five? The Lightning defeated the Rangers 3-1. to one. And then in game six, the Lightning won 2-1 to one to seal out the... Just to seal the deal, win the series. The Rangers got off to a hot start. They won the first two games. They won the first game 6-2, looking really good. But you know what? Tampa Bay has a knack for losing the first game. Yeah. They also lost the second game. <laughs> I knew they couldn't. I knew the Rangers weren't going to be able to hang in there and play the long-term game, which Tampa Bay can. They have the experience. They have the goaltending. They will just grind you out carry the series on and beat you in six or seven games, which that is how they're going to beat the Avalanche. We watched how the Blues played against the Avalanche. They almost came back. They fought them really hard at the end. The Avalanche are vulnerable. If you, you have to grind them out. You have to play them tough, bring it to overtime every game. I still think the Lightning have a shot. And I do think the Rangers are going to be back. They looked really good. Shesterkin is amazing. They have their 
replacement for Lundqvist. The legendary Henrik Lundqvist. Somehow they found a goalie to replace well, him. He might even be better. He's definitely better than Lundqvist was his, his final few seasons. I mean, yeah. he wasn't anything special. Well, he's never won a cup, and Chester can almost... I mean, he got pretty close. Yeah. I think the Rangers are going to be back. They're, they might be on the brink of a dynasty because they have a lot of young players as well. They gave Tampa a run for their money. Tampa Bay had to work for it, but... I, folks, get ready. This is going to be an exciting Stanley Cup Finals. Let me tell you that right now. This Put is on your seatbelt. Even if the Avalanche sweep them, that would still be insane. For them to sweep the Lightning, yeah. that would be pretty crazy. Like you could say it's boring or like, oh, it's dumb. They just won easy. Whoever wins this, it's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. They're going to earn it. If the Avalanche win it, they might be one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. They just ran through the playoffs. Oh my god! And like they're they're winning it like they're in a hurry they to get the cup. Like we gotta get that cup now. Sixteen goals in this last series. Yeah, they're unstoppable. Eight, four, four, more than sixteen in games two and three. They scored eight goals alone. In game then, one, they scored sorry, eight three, goals. They had sixteen in the first three three games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, yeah, my they god, scored five in game fire. four. Twenty-one goals. They were putting up a lot against the Blues too, which a lot of it's going to be tough. Gonna, to, it's tough for me to see them not winning. It kind of makes me think about the Blues and the Avalanche a little bit with uh, Bennington getting injured, and would the Blues have been able to win? Some people think so. Some people don't. Yeah, Blues fans probably think so. Yeah, I am so excited for the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm all. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit up Trevor. I want to have him over. To watch a game, and I asked Pat to do the same thing. So, okay, we might have some guests, or we might have them call in. Whatever's easier. We're gonna get our hockey friends involved. Are you cool with that? Fuck no. You're like I'm the hockey guy. I hate those guys. I'm the, I'm hockey, guy. the hockey guy. I hate those guys. All right. That's no, all they can come. For... Uh, Trevor has to bring the cheese machine. In my apartment. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't have room. Just go up there with nachos. Um. Would you want to save this boxing or this golf segment for next week, or do you want to go through it right now? Um, I could tie in how I shit my pants playing golf, if you want. Or do you want to talk about it? Or no. Right. It's kind of how I was going to lead into it. Let's do it. Go for it. Tiger Woods says he will not play in the U.S. Open as his body just needs more time. Tiger Woods says <laughs> the third um, – Tiger Woods says he will not play in the third major open of the golf calendar next week at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. I previously informed the USGA that I will not be competing in the U.S. Open as my body needs more time to get stronger for the major championship golf. Woods said on Twitter, I do hope and plan to be ready for the next play in Ireland at J.P. McManus Pro-Am and at the World Open Championship next month. I'm excited to get back out there soon. Woods withdrew from the 2022 PGA Champion last month. After struggling in his third round, carding his worst score ever. It was like, oh man, it was plus seven, maybe even 12. It was big. Yeah. <laughs> the 15-time major winner played his first tournaments in close to 17 months at the Masters in April after suffering serious leg injuries in a car crash in February 2021. Guy almost lost his leg. The yeah, JP- he, uh, 
he really did went through some uh, pretty severe injuries. Didn't yeah, he? dude, Buick should have used that as like uh, advertisement for how safe their cars are, because that car was fucked up and he was fine <laughs> except for his legs. Yeah. We almost killed Tiger Woods. The J.P. McManus Pro-Am is scheduled for July 4th and 5th in Adair, Ireland. At the Open Championship, the final of Majors Golf's calendar will be played July 14th, 17th at the Old Course at St. Andrews, Scotland. So, talking about golf is bittersweet for me because I had a nasty experience on the course. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, so, we're playing 18 holes. And we get through the first nine, no problem, right? Weather's great. It's awesome. Weather's actually got nothing to do with the story. So we get on to like hole 11 and I'm hitting from the fairway and I'm up there, I'm ready, I got my club. And I make the mistake of just not thinking about it, dude, and just trying to push out. I try to push out a fart mm. and I, com- I practically shit my pants. And, I'm, and my brother's like, oh my God, that sounded wet. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't wet. Oh, okay. So it was your brother that kind of noticed it. I feel like, because when you were telling me, like, yeah, the guys knew. I was like, that's kind of weird that, like, these guys you're golfing with just could hear it. But maybe it's possible they could. But now that it's your brother, it kind of makes sense. Because he would. The other guy that was that golfing shit. with us, too, Kurt, he also heard it. Okay. And I'm like, no, that wasn't wet. And then I walk around a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, it was. It's totally wet. It's totally wet, dude. <laughs> so I, what I didn't tell you was. <laughs> I like you played when, it off like. That's exactly what I tried. But so what I had to do was, I had to drive to the porta potty, and I didn't want to sit down, so I planted my feet (laughs) on the edge of the golf cart and pushed my back against the seat and just drove, just drove like with my ass hovering over the seat. You're super. You're you're taller than average person. Dude, my head was like up like this on the, and my back was like, dude, and I was my legs were shaking because I was I didn't want to. I didn't want to smush it. Yeah. I knew the underwear was no good anymore, so that had to go. And uh, it, thankfully, it didn't bleed through because I was wearing light gray. It didn't. That's that's why I didn't sit down. Don't sit down when you shit your pants because there's still time. I, there's I still did time. that when that's I was the second time I did it this down. week. Damn. Last Tuesday it wasn't as bad. The last Tuesday was not was nothing. Oof. I don't know what to so say. So if you just met me this week, like say you were a person that just met me this week and I told you this, you would think I'm just a guy that shits his pants <laughs> twice a week. I know that's one of your issues that you have to worry about now. Right, like I'm going to hang out with this guy and if oh, I hang out with him enough, eventually he'll shit his pants in front of me. <laughs> you hang out with me enough, eventually I might shit my pants in front of you. Who knows? It would be, <laughs> it'd be a funny story, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we've all been there. I've had my my moments as well you know I, I guess technically tiger woods shit his pants on the golf course too with how bad he played not <laughs> yeah literally but figuratively absolutely <laughs> no, i'm I glad mean, so we were playing 18 with there was three other guys but one of them left and i'm glad he left before i did that because he he would have been the worst he never would have let it go oh really yeah what do you mean like you would have made fun of you <laughs> yeah all day and the next time I saw him, he'd be like, hey, you shit your pants lately? And I'd probably have, I'd probably, it probably would have happened recently. So I'd be like, yeah. You'd have to actually lie, be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. 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 As I walk away backwards. <laughs> then you would think, like, did 
I was asleep. <laughs> I smelled something in my sleep. So yeah, um, I also didn't go off that well, but you know, ah, uh, no one cares about that. Unless you're a fucking dad, or you. I do care about business. that. Just last time I played, I played well, but this time I didn't. That's all we got for golf. We're going to just jump right into our bad sports moment, although I feel like your story could be... Right. It's just it's a bad moment. We can make that a segment. <laughs> so we got this... found this video. This is actually a recent one. It was in May, May 13th, 2022, this year. This is called the Magic Round. It is for rugby. It's like this weekend event where all these teams play in the same stadium terrible idea why just a lot of in and out of people yeah, trying to turn over for a game fans mixing in a lot with each other well this is what happened let's go for a screen on that damn none of those guys look like they know how to fight see I think a lot of Australians are tough but most of them just drink Damn, that dude. Put your hands up. Like, where is the security at? Where are their shirts going? That's a good point. They ripped his shirt no off his body. There's no security, by the way. I don't Security's see any security anywhere. There's probably 10 more of those fights going on right now. Yeah, Seriously, two, can I have my shirt back, please? <laughs> can I have my shirt back? Why do they take their shirt off? That one guy got his shirt ripped off of him. Okay, yeah. I, I think he slipped out of it because they were holding it and... Like, he couldn't punch because his arm was, like, stuck in it. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Look, I don't know anything about fighting. Or rugby, for that matter. Yeah, or rugby. What do you mean? You wrestle? I don't condone fighting, and I would always avoid trying to get into a fight. I would never, unless someone was just fucking with me and I had Everybody to do it self-defense, I would get, I would throw a punch if I had to. Remember but, when you ran from that guy at McDonald's in your car? Well... That guy was in a vehicle too. I know, He's just but we talked about me. what like, am I supposed to do? But we talked about like you wrestled and you probably could have taken that guy. Ah, but I'm trying to just You'd eat my egg McMuffin, dude. I'm not trying to get into a fucking fight over over McDonald's. No, it was over you cutting him off at McDonald's. I didn't cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing on his phone. He just wasn't paying attention. Uh, funny. Anyways, <laughs> I avoid confrontation, but seeing all these people fighting online seeing all these fight videos watching these drunk assholes try and throw a punch really makes me want to try it no it just gives me a little bit of confidence if it ever happens to me like Jesus Christ don't I, fight a drunk person man I wouldn't fight anybody but I'm just saying if this is how the average person in the world fights then I'm I'd not say too the worried. average person might even be worse than that I mean they're Australians so a lot of them are probably better than average just because like they got that getting rage. fucked up and fighting. Yeah. They got that Aussie rage. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty bad brawl. There's no security either. And That's throughout the whole video, you don't know there's a ton of videos. You don't see any security coming. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, there's eight other fights going on probably at that exact Yeah, probably. Moment. You're right. It's they just probably a got tear gas. That's why you don't do that. You don't have... I mean, the World Cup itself is kind of sketch. That's it is you, sketch. There's a whole bunch of conspiracies around it, but... That's how you win a fight in a stadium. You bring your own tear gas. <laughs> that just seems so problematic. 
Yeah, for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck me. <laughs> you gonna punch me in my face, huh? <laughs> Take your tears, fucker. <laughs> Someone just falls out. Can you imagine trying to fight somebody? Yeah, fuck you. Spill your drink on me, asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reaches into his Crikey. <laughs> just holds it straight up like the Statue of Liberty. Waving at people's faces. Sniff this. I'd be like, what the fuck? This thing's a nasty bugger. <laughs> I got something for you, fucko. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, stay safe out there. That concludes episode 39 of Bad Sports. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, so I'm going to a wedding in Montana. Yeah, what a fucking jerk friend to invite you to a wedding in Montana. Like, What do you mean? That's his, that's his, where his wedding is. It's going to be. Does he live there? Yeah. Oh, well. What a jerk friend. Come back here for your wedding. We're already back here. It's way cheaper. He's having one here as well. Then don't go. It's going to be pretty. I'm looking forward to it. Take some pictures. Take some pictures. So that being said, we're not going to, we can actually do the episode on Wednesday. Yeah, you still want to do it. We'll do it Wednesday, but we're not going to be able of course to do I want it, to do it over the weekend. So you will have an episode. We don't even know if you're going to be able to make it back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I have to figure out a don't way to get to Bozeman. Well, Montana's pretty flat, isn't it? No, it's not. It's pretty hilly. It's got, it's got some mountains, yeah, right? Dude, it's, there's a lot of nat- national parks. They there. got I mean, some mountains. They got snowboarders out there. Dude, take a picture of a grizzly. There's fucking rattlesnakes, dude. I can't just be like walking around. Catch one. You know, I'm definitely going to have some stories, for sure. I don't think you have stories. Maybe no, pictures. No, no, I'm going to have some stories. You'll have some pictures. But I'm gonna th- you're only going for, like, three days. Yeah, but it, the situation I'm already in... No fun stories be- can happen in three days. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a dull life, then, if you don't have any fun stories in three days. My stories takes, last three days. It takes at least five stories for five days for something good to happen. My stories <laughs> last for three days. I'll have a three-day story. <laughs> you... Your good, your good moments last at least two months at a time. What? And then that's how you tell. I haven't it had a good moment last more than twenty minutes for the past five years. <laughs> well, you just said nothing good happens for three days. <sighs> I don't know. I'm gonna have some stories. So we're not gonna be. You're gonna get lost. I can tell. So I, my friend who lives in Montana, he always has a bunch of crazy stories. He keeps. A lot of people he's met that he's worked with, a couple of them have died. Like that, I've just noticed that. <laughs> Maybe your friend's pattern. a killer. No, he's not. But he just kills, and now he's gonna he move just, somewhere else. That's why I had to move. My you know how his Star Wars always starts off with, uh, in a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah. away. His stories start with this guy. I was fucking that, this guy once. This guy that I work with. All of his crazy oh. Montana stories start with this guy that I work with. Uh, but, yeah. Fell asleep. When it was negative 20 degrees outside, drunk, and lost his shoes. Like, also lost his he life. Died. Like, just stuff like that. Yeah, I bet you they got crazy winter. So, I, I think I'm going to have some awesome stories to tell when I get back. Dude, bring me back a fucking ancient arrowhead. There's probably some laying around up there on the ground. Just dig. Montana, isn't that... There's a lot of... ancient arrowhead? You want me Dude, bring me something... Not only is that, like, illegal... Of descent. Don't tell it. We'll just get a broadcast this out to our fans. No, dude, that's incredibly illegal. 
And we'll take a photo of it or distasteful. something. Distasteful. Take a, take a photo of it. I could do that, I think. Just don't cut yourself with it. Otherwise, you'll get you'll be infected with the Native American spirit, and it'll haunt you. All right. I'm going to close this out before we get fucking canceled because oh. of you. Thanks again for joining us. This is Bad Sports. Please write out to us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. Follow us wherever. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, any questions, let us know. Give us your thoughts on uh, who do you think the NBA, who's going to win the NBA Finals? Who's going to win the NHL Stanley Cup? Let us know. Tell us you think Mark eats too much ice cream, whatever it is. Ooh, I definitely eat too much ice cream. We'd but love to you hear from tell you. tell by the looks of me. Nope, you really can't. Uh, dude, I'm All right. blessed. Good night, everyone. It's just a blessing. Have a good day. Still, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>